0: star out of me We'll make a film about a man who's sad and lonely and all i gotta do is act naturally well i'll bet you i'm gonna be a big star like winning oscar you can never tell the movie's gonna make me a big star
1: hello thank you for watching whatever this is it's called meet me in the movies I am Noel T. Manny II, hanging out with, uh, as always, uh, my good buddy, Mr. Colonel Steve
0: Austin. Colonel, how are you, man? I feel like seeing. a $6 million man.
1: You here, do, man. and you look well, at like a $6 million man. I haven't complained
0: about this in a few weeks because I figured people were... Assuming anyone's watching, yes. and be bored yes. by it by now. But I have no idea why I'm here today. Maybe <laughs> I'm just going to watch you guys for uh, you know OSHA violations right. or
1: something. Yeah, that's it. Because that's you it. don't
0: need me today. Because you
1: have I have a co-host, someone yes. who's competent. I have, a, I have a co-host today. Jen Guberman is our guest today. She is the BfCA Film Scholar, Broadcast Film Critics Association. Film Scholar for the Year at Gardner-Webb University. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Jen is a, a former film student uh, of mine. You survived me last year. And, and she's still um, talking to She's you. still talking to me. <laughs> wow. Um, she, uh, she and I co-host the radio show that we do each week. And this week, this particular show is being uh, simulcast as the dual both oh. this week. Which so, means you
0: only have to do half the work. Only have to do saying. half
1: the work, so that's uh, on WG. That's what it comes down to.
0: That's <laughs> yes,
1: right. So that's on WGWG.org. So Jen, uh, thanks for joining us. Glad yeah. you're here. Glad to be here. And that is Greg Tillman over there. It's not Colonel Steve Austin, although I wish. he wishes. That's right. He yeah. wishes that he were. Uh, we do talk movies. If uh, if you're just joining us and you you wonder what this show's all about, meet me the Don't movies we all. <laughs> it is about <laughs> movies. Yes, we all wonder what it's about at times, but uh, we have a heck of a lot of fun, uh, we enjoy ourselves, and we do make mistakes from time to time, and and that brings us to this week's first topic, which is non-viewer mail. Uh, We do appreciate you sending that non-viewer mail, which comes to us via info at c19.tv. That's right. I got it right. right. I got it right. So uh, send us that non-viewer mail, uh, as is this week. Uh, I want to read this to you, uh, and, and again, thanks for thanks for sending us. This is the second piece of non-viewer mail that's been sent to us that From we can From the same actually, person? Well, I'm sorry. From the same person? No, no, different person, and this a is different non-viewer. Yeah, this is a different non-viewer, and this is the second one that we can read on the air. Oh, okay, all right, so the difference sense. there. Uh, dear, meet me at the movies, crew. Uh, you were incorrect last week. All right, thanks for the start of that email. Uh, you were incorrect last week about the cast member Howlin' Mad Murdoch. Remember we talked about Helen Mad Murdoch. Yeah,
0: I don't know who any of them are. I didn't yeah. watch the 18. Well,
1: um, Mr. Tillman and you both agreed that that 18 character was played by the legendary George Pappard. I was just going along with you. No, I'm innocent. No, you said it. I agreed. I
0: was guessing. So
1: we were both. The fact that wrong. you didn't
0: correct my error. You, <sighs> all right. You affirmed it. Let me okay, finish go this. Ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, it's all right. In
1: reality, uh, Captain H.M. Helen Mad Murdoch was actually played by Dwight Schultz in who the 1980s action-adventure NBC television series. He's the guy who played Alan have never,
0: never heard of him. That's who he That's was. the last thing he played, I
1: guess. <laughs> George Prepard uh, was the character John Hannibal Smith on this NBC TV series. Uh, he also starred with Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast with Tiffany's, later portrayed the character based on Howard Hughes in The Carpetbaggers. Thank you for offering this correction to your viewer. Viewers, <laughs> sincerely, Frank from Falston, the president of the Cleveland County a Fan Club. So uh-huh. uh, Frank from Falston, thank you for that non-viewer ha- mail.
0: Hannibal, Captain Hannibal Lecter, what?
1: No, John Hannibal Smith. John Hannibal Smith. Smith. That was George Pappard's character. So okay. uh, as always, if you find that we're wrong, let us know about it and we will own up to it, or at least I will. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> so that's your our non-PML. It's your show. It's my
1: show. It's your show. It's our show. With you. It's your show. So we're here for you, uh, Jen Guberman. Um, so uh, why do you like movies? This is a this is not on the script. So I'm just oh, throwing it out the there. Spot. You're not prepared. <laughs> why do you like movies?
2: Well, honestly, I like them for a lot of different reasons. Um, I grew up wanting to get into film. I wanted to be an editor, but I was also fascinated with special effects, and so I was that nerd who would watch a movie and sometimes I'd watch the commentary too and just hear like why they chose to do things the way they did and just the fact that it's such an art form and like all the work that goes into it because I mean you have people they'll pay their however much it is for a movie now (laughs) and they'll go they'll sit down for about two hours and that's it and they don't think about it anymore but like it takes years and years for some of these movies to be made and just the amount of work that goes into it
1: so you like all aspects of it oh yeah Awesome. We're glad you're here. Uh, Jen's going to be reviewing several films today if we get to them. Um, we do have about four films to talk about today that we're going to review. A few of these are in theaters. Uh, some are uh, home delivery as well. And, uh, and Greg's going to fall asleep until we chime in. And, I'm playing and Candy Crush over here. <laughs> I didn't see any of the movies. I might as well do
0: something.
1: <laughs> well, the first movie we're going to talk about today is uh, Jackie Chan back on the big screen in a film called The Foreigner. Uh, I got a chance to check out this film last weekend, and it follows the story uh, of the owner of a Chinese restaurant who loses his daughter uh, to a terrorist bombing in England. He decides to take matters into his own hands. When the authorities don't move as fast as he'd like them to in securing the answers, uh, a friend faction of the IRA takes credit for the attack. But all is not what it seems in this movie, starring Pierce Brosnan as the former IRA leader now leading uh, in a government uh, capacity. And Jackie Chan plays the father who is out for justice and revenge. Uh, A few secrets will also cause havoc to anyone who stands in Jackie Chan's character's way. Um, This is based on a 2008 novel of the same name. Um, The movie offers a really solid story. Uh, Love the story, love the cast. Uh, the action sequences were absolutely wonderful. This is not a comedy. Um, you know, Many people who've Jackie Chan in films uh, in the past have seen Jackie Chan in recent years. Action comedy. That's what I was going to ask if it was a comedy
0: because it doesn't sound like a very no, good comedy. No,
1: this is just, a, just straight action, political drama, uh, really some espionage aspects to it as well. Has he done anything like this before? Yeah, he has. Um, if you go back to some of the early films he did, um, in, uh, you know, back before he kind of made his break in America, there were, some of those films were done without humor and without comedy. So yeah, he has done that, but, um, but most of his, you know, most of the things we know him for are these action comedies. Right. This one, uh, not the case with this. Uh, this really is it's a great political uh, set piece. If you saw the movie Taken, Rambo, or Patriot Games, throw those into a smoothie blender, and uh, that's what you have uh, that comes out on, on the other end. I really enjoyed this film. Um there were some times and Jen and I talked about this last week with a movie that you didn't like called It Follows You
0: guys spit it.
1: Where the music was kind of freaky and bothered you and then you played me a few bars out of it and I said (laughs) yeah it bothers me too. Uh there was this kind of set repetitive music that would churn through that bothered me a little bit, but it wasn't through the whole film, so I'm glad. It's been through the whole film. Uh, I would have gone nuts. Um, And there were just a few sluggish scenes, but really overall, uh, if you're looking for an action film, um, it's worth checking out. I'm giving The Foreigner a B rating on the uh, Meet Me at the Movie scorecard. And the movie uh, is rated R for language uh, and for violence. Uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, plays a good villain as well, so we don't see him as a villain. And that's playing here in Shelby. It is. It is playing in wide release, The Foreigner. Um, uh, very uh, very worth checking out if you're into action films. My wife will go see this. She's a big action film fan. Really? Yeah, man, she loves it. So so we're gonna do like a double feature this weekend. We're gonna see The Foreigner and Geostorm, because she's all about disaster. Okay,
0: we've talked about Geostorm. Yep. We'll get there. We'll yep, talk we'll get about there. That in a minute.
1: All right, uh, there is a, uh, another film that was released last weekend that uh, Jen got a chance to check out as well. She got to see an early screening of it called Happy Death Day. Now this is not, uh, you know, this is not something a lot of people celebrate. But if you look behind me, you see a beautiful cake that says "Happy Death Day" on it. So, Jen, uh, give us your take on uh, on this movie. That's, um, it's Scream meets Groundhog Day.
2: Pretty much. I mean, that's honestly the best way to describe it. And first off, I really do like the little design with the cake. I thought that was really cool Cool from a graphic design oh, scene. cruel. Really cruel, cruel well. too, but really cool. Um, you can't really see it in that little preview, but they gave us a poster after the movie and there's like a butcher knife on the cake and it's got the reflection. The killer in it wears like this really creepy mask that's like the mascot of the school that the protagonist goes to and it's got like his reflection in it. It's really cool. Okay. I'll have to bring the poster by sometime. <laughs> but um, Happy Death Day is directed by Christopher Landon and. Like he said, it's Grand Day meets Psycho and all those other movies. Um, it's, it is a horror movie, but there are elements of comedy in it, which I found really surprising because, I mean, if you think about it though, a movie where a girl just keeps dying over and over, it would get really dark after a while. So they lighten it up, but um, it's about this girl named Tree, Tree Gelpman, which is a really interesting name. Uh,
1: it's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It doesn't roll off tree. the tongue. Tree, tree literally, tree.
2: like T-R-E-E. I thought it was like Teresa or something, and then it was something short, but, but no. it's Tree. tree. But um, she does die over and over on her birthday in the movie, and she can't stop reliving the same day until she figures out who her killer is and why they keep killing her. Um, and again, I was pleasantly surprised, and I really liked the combination of humor within the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it did lighten it up, and there were, it, it felt a little... Almost reminiscent of Mean Girls. I don't know okay. if that's kind of a weird comparison, but that kind of college, high school comedy feel where it's a little cheesy, but right. purposefully so.
1: Yeah, okay. So does that make yeah, sense? It makes I know sense it's the weirdest sense. comparison,
2: yeah. um, but I also really liked the score on this one, unlike in It Follows, where right. it's just the same repetitive thing. This one was actually really effective. I don't usually jump with horror movies, but there was one jump scare in this one where I attributed a lot to the way that they did the score because. You know, I usually can see it coming, and I did see it coming, but at the same time, they had it where it was just so jolting that you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but overall, so, so
1: no repetitive score, no. but repetitive story for a but while. But
2: see, the way they did it, though, is they still brought in new stuff. So okay. it, like, there were moments where it did drag by a little bit, but you're supposed to kind of get irritated with the protagonist because she's like, I want this to stop. And after a little while, you're like, me too. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so
1: you're feeling what she feels. Yeah, yeah,
2: but they don't bring that in until actually quite a bit later in the movie because earlier on, it's a lot where she'll repeat a day, but you see completely different things, and so it keeps it cool. from getting really. I was nervous because I was like, Groundhog Day to me is it's a good movie, but at the same time, it's really repetitive, purposely so. But too much so.
1: But uh, I loved Groundhog Day. I loved the, the, oh, the it's comedy aspect of it. One of the of best
0: it. movies of the 20th century, I think. It is. Yeah. Better part of the 20th century, at least, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's it a great movie.
1: movie. Well, and, and it was innovative in, in what it did oh, yeah. as well. And, and you know, we've seen so many other movies since then that TV have tried that too. same, TV shows yeah. that have gone through that same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. So when, when Happy Death Day was promoted and I saw the trailer, I said, okay, it looks intriguing, but can they do it right? And you're saying yeah. they did it right.
2: Yeah, I think they did. Um, I was. A little concerned about yeah. whether they would or not, but yeah, okay. overall I gave it an A minus.
1: A minus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. A minus for Happy Death Day in Theaters now. Uh also in limited release. By the Thanks way, I saw the trailer for it, yep.
0: so I'll give it, I'll so, give it an A minus. A yeah. for the
1: trailer, yeah. all right. It's about as good as I could get. Good good deal, thank you. Thank I got to feel like I'm here for some reason,
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all I have.
1: You're keeping us awake, so yeah, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. I the may not be here. awake much longer. <laughs> well, before the break, let's dive into another review. This is a movie that um, you and I both got a chance to see. I have not seen it yet but visually looks absolutely amazing. Loving Vincent is the name of it. And um, Vincent Van Gogh uh, follows his life, last latter part of his life, death, mm-hmm. but does it in a very unique way. Jen, give us your take sure. on Loving Vincent.
2: Well, Loving Vincent is actually the world's first completely oil painted feature film there I looked up all the numbers because I was really curious. It was done by 125 artists over the course of six years, and there were 65,000 frames wow. in the entire movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm in a painting class, and I can barely finish one painting. So. <laughs>
1: you can only do one. You can't even do one frame, right?
2: Right? Oh, and 65,000. But that's, six a years. Of, that's
0: a lot of painting by numbers. Yes.
2: <laughs> and they do it all in the style of Van Gogh, though, too, right. which is just a really unique style. I mean, you can kind of see it in the little image in the background where it's just... I don't want to say messy but it's just a very whimsical is honestly the word that comes to mind um, with just a lot of movement to it and that really does contribute to the film too because again the whole thing is done in paintings but everything moves so fluidly in it and even the background you can see little things like you can see stars twinkling in it and they add so much detail in it Um, it's honestly like beautiful film
1: so even if you didn't have the story it would be beautiful just to watch it yeah This is something that I think on the big screen would be absolutely beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. Um, We had kind of online screeners to see it, um, but but the big screen, you would recommend seeing it there. Okay, so visually pretty impressive. What about the story? Tell me the story.
2: Um, Well, it was, like you said, it was following the last moments, I guess, of Van Gogh, as well as the relationships he had before and kind of how all those people get along after his death. Um, And it just also gave a little bit more insight into, like, why he did some of the things he did, and including like why he ended up passing. Um, so, I mean, it does cover some darker content, but it does it in a way where it doesn't feel like it's really hard to watch yeah. anything, partially because it's painting, it's just right. <laughs> really pretty. So, literally, it's not hard to watch. Yeah. But um, it does go by a little slow, okay. because okay. It, it follows this one character as he's trying to understand why Van Gogh ended up dying and like, why all these people were involved in his death in the last moments and all of that.
1: It's almost the Citizen Kane kind of thing where there's the rosebud and you're trying to
0: figure out what the it mysteries. means. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, so a little sluggish, but you really love visually what they did yeah. to it. Interesting story. What, what uh, anything else? Music, score, anything else interesting?
2: Nothing that really okay. stood out a whole lot, but again, it was just the visuals honestly sucked me in so much yeah. that I, I struggled. Like, I'm like, I have to analyze other stuff, too, but, I'm yeah. like, but it's so pretty. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and The
1: thing is, there are some films that that's, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can be brought in by something yeah. unique or different about it, you can really give that high marks. Did yeah. you
0: ever see a movie back in the early to mid-80s called Koyaanisqatsi? no but i
1: dated her back in high school really yeah um we went out twice and uh, you know she likes snow cones i like slushies and that really ended just it just knew worse. it wasn't going to work it just wasn't going to well, work melt out. A snow cone so, so yeah, no a slushy, did not see way. the movie but did date her so. anyway
0: it, why not even bring it up <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a time-lapse uh movie the whole thing is that and i think Giorgio Moroto did the did the score okay. for it uh 12 means think life out of balance and it's it's all about uh visually telling the story of how man has kind of ruined the environment. And it's just a glorious thing to watch if you ever get a chance to find okay. that somewhere. So that, spell that for me. me think, huh? Spell it for me. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that after the break. Uh, I, I have a question about the painting. Is, is it true painting or is it computer animated
2: painting? painting. Like with a wall and canvas any. and that kind of thing. They're oil paintings wow
1: and then they would i guess scan them scan each one of them Mm -hmm. yeah wow wow amazing yeah and what rating are you giving this
2: see this that was difficult um i gave it an a plus for visuals but i gave it a b as an overall movie because again it was really slow so at times okay i had to kind of get myself paying attention to more than just the visuals yeah
1: well um as i saw the trailer i I was thinking about um, you know art instructors and those who teach art I think it'd be fascinating for them to see it just Great. from that standpoint
2: i mentioned it to my painting teacher in my yeah. painting class as well especially because one of the students she's an art major okay and she loves so it and goes like hey awesome I know about this
0: movie. awesome <laughs> well you are watching yeah go ahead by buddy. the way why should i have to spell Koryana Scott? scottsy you dated her. <laughs> you ought to know it <laughs> okay yes
1: we're not going to go back and relive that those two dates um because slushies are much better two, than uh, snow cones two two dates yes two dates uh, this is Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Noel T. Main II. That is Jen Guberman. And over there, Dr. Rudy Wells. Uh, we do appreciate you spending time with us. When we come back after the break, uh, we're going to review the film The Bachelors with J.K. Simmons. And uh, if we get to it, uh, we will also give you a take five and then maybe a few other things. So uh, hang around for uh, Meet Me at the Movies right after this.
0: I'm Linda Hopper, and I'm excited about Woman to Woman right here on C19 TV. Each month, my guest and I would chat about issues relating to women in general, but with a special focus on women right here in Cleveland County. Our topics will range from serious issues such as domestic violence and workplace challenges to fun topics such as fashion and healthy lifestyles and much, much more. So please join me as we discuss the issues, interests, and inspiration of women everywhere on Woman to Woman.
1: I chose to come back because I had four children, a wife, I never completed high school, had to quit my senior year to go to work, got laid off didn't have too many options and seemed like a good idea at the time. I came back and got my GED uh, because I figured that would be more of a fast track to a career, and it was. If you've never thought about it, just think about it. Go get your GED. Just go, just go learn. Just go, just go learn. Hi! Join me, Jackie Sibley-Newton, as I host Experience Cleveland County, a show all about the Cleveland County Chamber and our partners working together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. If you'll tune in, you'll learn all about attractions, events, and industry in our community, and I bet you'll learn something you didn't know about your own hometown. This is a broadcast service of Cleveland Community College on C-19, found on Spectrum Cable, but you can also view it online at c19.tv. They're gonna put me in the movies. In hey, the movies, They're gonna make I the am the Second, Star- Star- uh hanging out with Jen Guberman. Jen, hey. you survived uh, the first uh, half of the show. When How does enough? it feel?
2: Well, no, you yeah. ready to
1: walk away now? Yeah,
2: I've had my fill.
1: Yeah, wait <laughs> a second. Hey, uh, you know, I, I forgot uh, because uh, Mr. Tillman forgot to remind me. Tim Cam, where, where's that Tim Cam? What, what's going on? Yeah, hey, what the heck? Yeah, I knew there was somebody missing. Yeah, come on, Greg. Get back out here, man. Or, or Tim, you can come out here, man. Uh, who is it? The White House? Uh, they, oh, they, they need a press agent. Awesome. Okay, you're going to check them out? All right. Sounds good. Let's talk more movies right here. Meet me the movies. We do appreciate you spending time with us, uh, hanging out, uh, listening to us talk about movies. And thank you for engaging uh, with us as well. You can always email us uh, info at c19.tv. You can also tweet us at CinemaSceneUSA. And uh, you can listen to the podcast of this and download it uh, wgwg.org. Um, we reviewed several movies. Uh, jens it's like been her show you've been, you've been doing them all this week. I was sleeping kind of like what Greg was doing back there, uh, playing his candy sleeping? crush.
0: Well, yeah, was he's back.
1: He's back. Thank well, you. I couldn't
0: talk Tim into doing
1: it. So, <laughs> so you're forced to be this back It's not up my up. day today. It's not your day, man. It's not your day. Well, speaking of not somebody's day, there's a drama that we're going to review called the bachelors nice and, segue. yeah, thank you. Um, a, a kind of a troubled life for what happens here. J.K. Simmons, I really love this guy as an actor. Uh, got an Oscar a few years ago for, uh, for Whiplash, and he and Josh Wiggins star in this film called The Bachelors. From the producers the of country. Unbroken and also Silver Linings yes. Playbook, the film follows a father and son Never. attempting to start a new life after the oh, death sorry. of a mom and I'm a wife. Um, ultimately, something it's about to be these two trying to come to terms with uh, lost sadness and loneliness. True. And I think the story question that drives this film is can this father and son move through the pain life? into a better place in life? Uh, and if they can, can their relationship stay intact? Would age, you would you, you add anything to the siblings? story or add anything to that story <laughs> question? And how are you going to get um, I think uh, J.K. Simmons, um, really a strong, authentic actor uh, in, in so many things uh, that I've seen him uh, do. His talents are amazing, and they're natural. And I think that's what I loved about this movie is um, it just felt natural. It was a drama, but it had comedy. But the comedy is, we were talking earlier, it felt really organic. It felt real. Um, it didn't feel like something that was forced.
0: Did you, you agree with that? It
2: wasn't overkill for what it was. Yeah.
0: Well, he can do both equally well, comedy and drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he really can. Even in those insurance commercials he's he's doing all yeah, the time. Well, well Jen is does does what is what has he been in?
1: You know, what is this who is this guy I a lot? Character actor, been in tons of things. Spider Man. Spider Man. He was trilogy. J. Jonah Jameson in, yeah. in Spider Man. He's gonna be in the new Batman. Oh um, as well him. actually in Justice League, he's Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. Oh, that's perfect. League. So uh, so yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. But I really like the acting in this. Um, I liked the story, a very sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking for, for a movie just for laughs, this is not going to be the one for you. Give me some of your thoughts on, on what worked for you in this movie.
2: Like you said as well, I really like the acting in this one. Um, I thought that J.K. Simmons was wonderful in it, because, like, watching an old man cry is really heartbreaking. Cool. <laughs> and. This one was, delicious. it was really sad, yes, um, and that's I'm a glad. major understatement, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. a lot of it is kind of hard to watch, um, one including one of the characters, Lacey, O'Dea I just Rush, gave the man I think it's her name. Um, there are some, some scenes with her struggling with some, some of her own personal issues <laughs> yeah. and things like that, um, issues uh, of oh, self-harm, which can be sensitive for some viewers. Um, so it's not Russia's a happy-go-lucky time. movie, yeah. you know, like you had mentioned, but it does a wonderful job with making it feel very real like issues that could actually be a thing and it doesn't all just magically become hunky-dory like it, yeah. there is there's a transition in it and i like the way they handled it and paced it out
1: yeah and, and you're watching the story of, of really the father and the son and they're going through it's it's a collective pain that they're going through but you're also seeing the individual pain that they both suffer and i think uh, the way that this was um, written and directed by the same guy kurt volkner uh, oh, did this and it to. was just okay, I, I think he was just spot-on mm-hmm. with so many aspects of it some of the shot selections Greg in this were beautiful that they were visually telling the story and you would have some music that would have these kind of montage of things happening mm-hmm. without dialogue um, and it just it just really brought you into what the characters were dealing with
0: and it sounds grim that watching an old man cry <laughs> I can look in the mirror and see that on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to watch a movie for that. Well,
1: to me, this is one of my best dramas of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just felt so authentic, and I keep going about that word real authentic, um, but it there was purpose to it, and I, I, I felt like every scene, for the most part, had purpose. Um, as I When I finished, I said, okay, I'm giving this an A+. I did drop that to an A because there was um, one side storyline that if if I'm really being picky that they probably could have eased off on just a little bit. Uh, We do have time for a take five, which I will give you. These are essential Jackie Chan action comedy films, since we were talking about Jackie Chan earlier in The Foreigner. Uh, These are in alphabetical order, so they're not my top to bottom or bottom to top, but alphabetical order. Uh, from 2004, around the world in 80 days, uh, a fun Jackie Chan film, uh, based on a best-selling book from uh, two years ago. Wait um, a minute, no, it it's a remake
0: <laughs> from like a, what, a 50s, early 60s? Yeah, but it was a book. Movie with David Niven. Well, originally but it was,
1: it was originally a, book. a book. yeah. Jules Verne? Uh, you know, or was it H.G. Wells? It was H.G. Uh, Verne. Did that.
0: And for all you Scotts, so ask her next time. For all talk,
1: you right? literature folks, hey, you're you literature folks. Who wrote it? No idea. See, a, wait Jen, a minute, she's a literature well she, folk?
2: I write. I don't, Did you say she she's a literature folk? Yeah,
1: she's a literature folk.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she
1: is. She's useless. We don't know who wrote Around the World in 80 Days. That's right, it was H.G. H. Vern, Vern Wells. Uh, Operation Condor is the other film uh, that you may want to check out if you're looking for essential Jackie Chan action comedies from 1991. And uh, the classic that really uh, made a difference to a lot of people, Rush Hour from 1988. They ended up doing... Uh, Two other films uh, as part of that. I even did a TV series, and that wouldn't have happened without uh, Jackie Chan uh, being a part of it. Uh, From 2000, one of my kids' favorites, uh, Shanghai Noon. And then the fifth movie on the essential Jackie Chan action comedies, Supercop, from 1992. This was one of those first films that Americans really got to see the the comedy stylings of of Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was just perfect and doing his own stunts, and that's what really blew me away about seeing him. You know, he didn't use other stunt people. He did his own stuff. It wasn't CGI. It was him, and I love that. Right. Absolutely right. love that. I've never seen a Jackie
0: Chan movie. What? I know, especially Chang I knew that's supposed to be... Yeah. Owen Wilson in that Yeah, Owen Wilson. I see, I even know that, but I've just never yeah. gotten around to seeing it. And by the way, Jules Verne. Jules Verne? Did you yeah, look it up? I did, I looked it up. Jules Verne. Yeah.
1: Okay, see? So for the non-viewer mail that would be coming, don't send it, because we just <laughs> answered it. Jules Verne wrote Around the World in 80 Days, and you said it was H.G. Wells.
0: I don't. Wait a minute. No, I think I had it (laughs) right. Yes,
1: you had it right. You had it right.
0: I'll play it back when I edit it.
1: That's exactly what we'll do. Well, uh, we are out of time, so we did not get to 28 other things we wanted to talk about, but Jen got to spend time talking to movies. Jen Guberman, BFCA scholar. We appreciate you spending time with us. Greg Tillman, Oscar Goldman, Jamie Summers. We know she didn't
0: appreciate me being here. no.
1: No, I do. Oscar Goldman and Jamie Summers, I appreciate both of you for being here. The movie quote of the week comes from Jack Sparrow. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. And that is it for this week's Meet Me in the Movies. Till next time, I am the T. Manning the and that is a wrap. Happy
2: to you till we meet oh.